0: We all just gathered, we would do it right on the couch. We would all gather on the couch and we would just grab, I would grab the stack of books that I had prepared or that I knew I wanted to go through and we would just read together. And they just, for them, it was just fun. They didn't know I was doing anything formal with them or that I had a plan in my head. They just they just loved being together and being read to and having some good quality time with mom.
1: <laughs> This is Your Morning Basket, where we help you bring truth, goodness, and beauty to your homeschool day. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 110 of the Your Morning Basket podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and I am so happy that you are joining me here today. On today's episode of the podcast, we are talking all about preschool and the fact that we think morning time is a fabulous way to, quote unquote, do preschool in your home. Hey, I homeschooled my preschooler. I remember what it was like. Um, that anxious readiness to just get started with this homeschool thing and provide something for that preschooler to do. And morning time is a great way to do that. So I'm joined today by Jeanette Pasqua. She is actually the podcast producer here at Your Morning Basket, but she is also the mom of four. Her youngest is four years old right now. Her oldest is in fifth grade. And ever since the very beginning, she has done preschool through morning time in her homeschool. So this has always been the way she has done preschool in her home. And so she is just the perfect person to come on and chat with us about why she thinks it's a wonderful way to do preschool and how she's done it. Now all of this is in celebration of releasing our brand new preschool morning time membership here at Your Morning Basket. We are so happy to introduce the Little Explorers morning time membership. This is all for the youngest members of your family from somewhere about three all the way up to five or even six years old. We have these fabulous monthly themes that we base our collection of truth goodness and beauty around. So even though we have a monthly theme, the focus is not on unit studies, but instead on art, on music, on stories, on memory work, on poetry, all of those wonderful things that you have come to know and love all about a morning basket. So if you want more information about the little explorers from your morning basket, Come on over to the show notes for this episode at pambarnhill.com/slash YMB110. And now, on with the podcast. Jeanette Pasqua is a wife to her high school sweetheart, Eric, and a former high school theology teacher turned homeschooling mom of four living in Southern California. She uses the Charlotte Mason philosophy in her homeschool and strives to make education an atmosphere, a discipline, and a life. When she's not homeschooling her kids, she's helping over at the Your Morning Basket podcast as our podcast producer. And she's also recently launched her own podcast, Permission to Pursue, where she strives to encourage moms to discern God's will for their journey of motherhood so they can pursue it with confidence. Jeanette, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's so funny to welcome you to the podcast because you're (laughs) always
0: at the podcast. That's true. (laughs) But it's so different to be on this side of it. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) I bet it is. I bet it is. So Jeanette is our podcast producer here at Your Morning Basket, and she does all of our interaction with the guests. She writes almost all of the questions that we ask here, which is fabulous. She does all of our research and all of that stuff. And so could not do the podcast without her. So we're just happy to have you on this side of the mic. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Yeah. So w- when we started talking, um, so we always start planning podcasts by having a little podcast meeting, usually about four or five months before a season starts. Mm-hmm. And when we started talking about how morning time is perfect for doing preschool in your homeschool and thinking about, well, who would be a great guest for that? We realized that Jeanette would be the perfect guest for that because her oldest is 10 and in fifth grade. And about five years ago, you started doing morning time and preschool. And really, that was it right there. That was what you did with your kids at that point, right? Absolutely.
0: Yep. Once we got caught on morning time, we were stuck. (laughs) We
1: love it. We really do. Well, tell us a little bit about about you and your family and, and a little bit about your homeschooling journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So as you said in the in the intro, I used to teach high school, but I decided to leave the classroom so that I could focus on my own kids and our classroom at home, I guess you could say. I have the four kids and they are ages 10 all the way down to four. So I have a fifth grader, a third grader, a first grader and the rambunctious preschooler running around as well. We call him our class clown, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he keeps things fun. Uh, we've been homeschooling since the beginning. So I I left my teaching position as my oldest was getting to about kindergarten age so that I could start homeschooling her from the beginning. And we have been homeschooling ever since. So for us now, I would say it's been about five years officially, or we're in our fifth official year but unofficially for close to six, because I started with, you know, preschool and doing things with her at home prior to us getting a curriculum and formally homeschooling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that leads to a really great question. Mm-hmm. Do we think moms of preschoolers need a box <laughs> preschool curriculum? Or, you know, we say a box curriculum, but I even want to, you know, just think about like official curriculum. The, right. Like, do we
0: really? Yeah. My initial response is no. And that comes from (laughs) personal experience. (laughs) It comes from personal experience because I was that eager beaver who really wanted to, you know, I, I left the classroom to homeschool my kids. That's what I wanted to do. So I was excited, super excited to homeschool. And I you know, went to a homeschool convention and was so odd, ood and awed by everything in the, in the convention hall. And, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff there that is geared obviously toward preschool, but you really just don't need it. I made the mistake of spending a pretty penny on this nice, beautiful curriculum and it came with some fun things and all of these ideas by month and, I'll tell you it has been sitting on my shelf ever since and for some reason I don't know if it's the the nostalgia of it or what but it still sits there and I can't seem to get rid of it I can't part with it maybe it's cuz it was like my first homeschool purchase but um yeah I really didn't ever use it and it's just so tempting it's so
1: tempting to buy so something I have a couple things about this so first of all I did the same thing that you did I didn't go to a convention <laughs> I actually bought mine online mm-hmm. and I think No, I actually got stuff in the mail. I was going to say, I think mine was mostly digital, but I did. I got the pretty box in the mail. And so when it came time to do this with my oldest, she was probably like three at the time, Mm -hmm. right? So there was my first mistake, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, even earlier than me. (laughs) Yeah. Here's this little three-year-old and she wasn't having it. Like she wasn't Mm -hmm. having any of it. And so I very quickly... Wisely realized that she wasn't ready for it yet. And so I ended up loaning it to a friend of mine to use with her slightly older child. Her daughter was four, and they loved it. They loved it and had the best time with it, and everything went great. And mm-hmm. I never used it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At least somebody got use out of it, though. That's that was was what thing. I always said. <laughs> At least
1: somebody got use out of this, this purchase that I made. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, that was funny. But I think. I think the thing that comes into play is we want to do something mm-hmm. with our preschooler like especially when your preschooler is your oldest child at that moment mm-hmm. you know and you're and and especially when you've thought about oh we're going to pre we're going to homeschool mm-hmm. and you feel like oh I just want to get started all of your friends kids are going off to preschool at that mm-hmm. point you know and you like i need to do something so what yep. is it i need to do and i think that's a lot of times when we look for that kind of box solution mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for it's what are the things that i can be doing with my preschooler right. and we're right. we're trying to purchase that
0: <laughs> yeah and nobody wants to admit if you have a preschooler as your oldest when your friends are all sending their kids off to preschool that they're not doing quote unquote anything at home you know yes. There's that that temptation to buy something so you can say we're doing something, and your no, your friends aren't looking at you like you're really not doing anything with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know they you you don't want to be looked at like you're making a big mistake or you're not giving your kids what they should have. So yeah, it's hard.
1: That's true. Though now from this position that we're both in now, I mean, my youngest is 12 um, and your oldest is in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. I think that it's, Almost perfectly okay not to do quote unquote anything. With your exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's not to say that stuff's not going to be happening. And we're going to talk some right. more about that. But um I have a lot less fear. If I had, if if God gifted me with a preschooler now, first of all, I would like really, God, what are you doing? <laughs> but secondly, <laughs> um, it would be, you know, there would be a lot less done with that mm-hmm. preschooler. Yeah, I, I wouldn't feel the pressure to do anything formal, I guess is what I should say. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I would 100% agree.
1: <laughs> so has it gotten less formal for you as as you've had more and more come along? You know, it's interesting
0: to think about that and to reflect on that because I want to say yes and no, to be totally honest, because okay. in, the, in some respects, it has gotten less formal because I have had older kids that I need to focus on. So we have focused more heavily on their needs. But what ends up happening is then the preschooler feels left out and like they are not getting mom's attention anymore. And so then you do have to put something in there for them that's di- that's directed toward them in order for them to feel filled up as well so that they're not constantly the whole morning, mama, mama, you know, what my poor little guy, my four-year-old when we started back at school this past fall, he would say, Oh no, I hate school. And he's not even doing school, but he hates the idea that all of his playmates just got, you know, corralled to the table and now he has no one to play with. So in some ways, that's why I say it's a little bit of both because now I've had to gear something to him so that he actually feels included, you know, and he's not left out. and doesn't feel like school is ripping all his playmates from him. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love that. The four-year-old hates school, but it's yes. for an entirely different reason than what likely say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that kind of leads me into my next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, morning time. So you started out doing morning time with your kids when they were five, you know, starting at age five yes. and, and everything. So why do you think morning time is great for preschoolers? Yeah. yeah. Well, if they're your oldest
0: that's really, you know, as we talked about a moment ago, that's, it's kind of all you really need. You don't need much else because you can cover all of the bases. You know, you can do pretty much everything a preschooler really needs with morning time. You know, you can talk about numbers, you can read great books, you can do nursery rhymes, you can memorize things. If your family wants to memorize poetry or Bible verses or, we used to do when my when my oldest was just in kindergarten so i had two preschoolers underneath of her we did calendar time and we learned our address and our phone numbers and you know parent phone numbers and things like that so it was just a great fun way to do all of those things in one you know half hour setting or or what however long it took us just to kind of casually go through that so it's gentle it's relaxed it's fun yeah, I love it.
1: And you were able to like get everybody together. So not yes. only, you know, you were gearing that experience towards that 5-year-old, but you had mm-hmm. those those couple of other kids who were coming right along behind her mm-hmm. and you were able to to do everything with all of them together. They could take what they could from yep. the experience, mm-hmm. but nobody was like escaping. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we all just
0: gathered, we would do it right on the couch. We would all gather on the couch and we would just grab I would grab the stack of books that I had prepared or that I knew I wanted to go through and we would just read together and they just for them it was just fun they didn't know I was doing anything formal with them or that I had a plan in my head they just they just loved being together and being read to and having some good quality time with mom
1: yeah yeah I love it I love it and it hits so many of those things that are so important for that particular age group, all that language development, mm-hmm. uh, with the reading aloud, reading aloud, reading aloud, yep. um, as much as they can tolerate always mm-hmm. leave them wanting more, but you know, as much as, as much as they'll take. And then, you know, that language development of memorizing nursery rhymes, which is so important mm-hmm. and getting them familiar with language and stories, all of that happens right there in that morning time. And so, I think that's one of the reasons why I think it's absolutely perfect for that particular age group. It's that wealth of language that comes up there. Absolutely, absolutely, Yep. yeah. So I just mentioned some of the topics that are some of the subjects that mom can do with preschoolers in morning time. Uh, You got any other favorites? We love to do music like folk songs and we'll do
0: some hymns with the youngest ones, when I was very first beginning morning time, we would do a lot of the songs that we would we would sing at church so that obviously if they can't read yet, then they're not going to be able to follow along with any kind of books or or display of lyrics anywhere in your church if that's what they do. So teaching them that stuff at home made it easy for them to be able to participate if they wanted to. So we would do that kind of stuff as well. And, and I... And I say, you know, you can teach anything with a good picture book. So if there's something you want your kids to learn, just find a picture book about it. And, and there you have it. You know, that's all you need
1: at that age, especially. Yeah. We've never been afraid to put movement in our morning time, Mm -hmm. you know, like big gross motor movement, um, is a lot of fun to do. And it, whether you do that through a dance party or you, you know, you do exercises. I'm using air right here for my exercises. <laughs> right. Um, or even, you know, just the fact that the kids would often do things like play with Play Doh or pattern blocks right. or kinetic sand or other things as I was reading, you know, that's strengthening those fine motor mm-hmm. skills, some of that important stuff that they need to have uh, later on for writing and things like that. And so right. all of that time spent playing with Plato while I was reading aloud to them during morning time. Now, unlike Jeanette, we did not do ours on the couch. We actually did ours <laughs> at the table. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like that was really good for them that that was a place that they could uh, get those skills without me having to work it in my day at some exactly. Other time. Exactly. Yep. Yeah let's talk a little bit about, we have kind of touched on what morning time looks like when your preschoolers, when they're your oldest, mm-hmm. but what about if they're your younger kids? So now you have the experience and I had this two years ago. I'm going to have to remember back to it where, <laughs> you know, I had a seven-year-old, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, and then you have one who's still four. So what does it mm-hmm. look like? With morning time when your preschooler is your youngest child?
0: Yeah, it does look a little bit different. We no longer do morning time on the couch. (laughs) We have to, we have now moved to the table and we all gather around the table and we, I just, I try to make sure that anything that I want him there for, I do right at the beginning. So we do our prayer and our any Bible memory that we're doing or any of that poetry memorization, we do all of that that stuff early in the beginning. And then I usually try to have let them do some kind of activity at the table too, you know, like you were talking about. They can bring Play-Doh to the table. They can bring my kids love those sticker books that I think it's like paint by sticker or something like that. And they can make the picture with the stickers. And so they do that kind of stuff, but I am usually reading something to them. And if my older kids are old enough to write or do a drawing, they'll be doing that geared toward, or the, uh, some kind of narration We're Ch- Charlotte Mason homeschooler. So there might be some kind of narration that's taking place, but I don't require him to my preschooler to do the narration, but the older kids will. So you know, it's, it's longer now, you know, when we first started morning time, it was much shorter when it, all my kids were preschool aged, it was much shorter. Now our morning time looks more like an hour, but he's not required to stay the whole time. If he disappears mm-hmm. and goes off to another room, I'm not too worried about it. So I, it's definitely more geared toward the, the older kids, but I make sure that anything I really want him to be there for we do right up front. So if I lose him, He's got the most important things.
1: <laughs> you know, that's such a great distinction to make that it doesn't have to be long. And I think even when your kids are little, uh, if you're doing morning time and you're oldest, you have like a four-year-old and a three-year-old or something like that, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, it's okay to do a couple of sessions a day. Because mm-hmm. I know I can remember being the mom of, of little kids like that and thinking the day was just going to stretch out so far in front of me mm-hmm. and we couldn't do something for an hour in the morning because it they, it just wouldn't hold their attention right so we could have done something for about 30 minutes and then something for another 30 minutes you know right after lunch right before naps or something like that and kind of get in those two sessions but yeah it's not something that's going to take a really long time right and if your preschooler is your youngest, Putting things for them at the beginning and then allowing them to kind of wander off, I think mm-hmm. is not not a bad thing at all.
0: Yeah, and I do sometimes try to to pick something a couple times a week that he really gets in gets involved that he can really get involved with, that, as opposed to just sitting there and following along with the poetry or all of those things. I we do things like Mad Libs, and we I have. There's Mad Libs even for the younger, the youngest ages. Mm -hmm. And um, so we'll do something like that. And we all take turns picking words around the table. And I always pick the easiest things for him, like a color or a number or something he could easily think of. And so he feels a part of the morning time. Or we do paper folding or really simple origami little projects. And those things take a couple, just a couple short minutes, but he feels like he's a part of our school day and he's not getting, you know, left out all day long for hours because my my oldest is in fifth grade. So for us, our school morning, and also I have a third third grader. So I do have to do a lot of school. It's not necessarily a long school day for in, any of them individually, but when you stack them on top of each other, our school day can go a little bit longer. And so that's a long time for a four-year-old to be expected to not cause any trouble or to not, <laughs> <laughs> or to not interrupt, you know? So if we can get him feeling like he's been a part of the school day earlier, then his cup is a little more full and then he can last a little longer until the, until the first graders done with her school day. And then she can go, I release her early so she can go play with him and he has a
1: playmate. So (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. I I think that's one of the big things is letting them feel like they're part of the Mm -hmm. school day, part of what everybody else in the family is doing Um, And morning time is just the perfect place to do that because you can put things in there that are benefiting the older kids, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they're also able to participate in and never underestimate what those little ones are going to learn. I have heard so many stories from moms who have older kids who really, you know, they gear their morning time towards those older kids and the younger kids are just really picking up so Mm -hmm. much stuff that they never imagined.
0: Yes. They're little sponges.
1: They get, they get it all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that uh, we were actually talking to the Your Morning Basket community about some of the benefits of why morning time is perfect for preschool. And one of the things that I love that came up over and over again was like, it's a non-stressful way. And you even mm-hmm. mentioned it earlier. You're like, I was bringing them onto the couch. I was doing this morning time with them, and they didn't realize that we were doing formal school. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and so I think back to that issue that I had with my oldest, I'm throwing poor Olivia under the bus here, <laughs> you know, when she was three, which is really the issue was me. Right. Um, <laughs> I couldn't get her to do what I wanted her to do Mm -hmm. if I had been trying to do something like a morning time instead with just the fun stories, the picture books. She loved that, Mm -hmm. you know, singing songs, making music, even looking at art or, you know, doing some kind of uh, little project. She would have been way more involved with that, I think, than the other stuff that I was trying to get her to do that was, you know, more worksheets and things of that nature right yeah
0: absolutely when you mentioned art it just made me think of yesterday we were introducing a new painter and I bought him a set of art prints you know just the small little art prints to match everybody else's so again that he feels like he's a part of the day and we're we were just starting for the first time with this particular painter so I let the kids open up their envelope of all the the paintings and I said, okay let's just kind of get a sense of what this painter, what his style is and what he's all about. And so he pulled out his little envelope and he spread it out too. And, you know, all of the kids had them all spread out and even the four-year-old. And I just thought, oh, how sweet, you know, he's, he's learning right alongside of them, even if he doesn't remember half of this stuff. And he's probably not going to sit through every picture study that we do throughout the the term, but he's right now he's being filled up and it's gentle and it feels, it feels like fun to him, you know? And so I love that about morning time and letting him participate and doing the best that I can to make him feel like he's really a part of the day.
1: Yeah. And you know what? He may not be able to do a formal picture study like the other ones can, but you could certainly take some, you know, look at those pictures and say, you know, where are the blues? Where are mm-hmm. the greens? And, you know, you know, what colors do you see in this picture and let him name one or, mm-hmm. or something like that. And so even with activities of that nature, like you think, oh, why would I want to study art, you know, like artists and art with my four-year-old? But that's where those conversations come from. You're exposing mm-hmm. them. How much more beautiful is it to expose them to a just a wonderful piece of art like a Van Gogh or a Monet and talk about the colors in it than it is to pull out cards with colors on them, right? You know right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it with the best things that we have available to us and let's look at the artwork and talk about the colors that are in there. And I think that's that's one of the ways that morning time kind of elevates. You know, it's like your preschool in a box. You can pull out the little color cards and spread them out and decide which ones are which. But with morning time, you can actually look at the colors used in artwork and mm-hmm. and see them there. And so, right. um, it's just a little extra touch of beauty, which I yes. think is something that that morning time's really good at doing. Hmm.
0: I know. I was thinking the word that came to mind was artificial. You know, there's just something so artificial about this idea of just giving them a card with a picture of a color (laughs) on it, you know, but when they can spot the colors in, in a piece of art, it's, that's just so much more engaging than just looking at a little square that's colored yellow and saying, what color is this? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea that it, that it's not artificial. And that goes back to the whole idea that you and I were kind of joking about earlier in that, you know, so much of what they need in preschool just comes along with organic living of life. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need a box or a, a particular curriculum. We often turn to that and use that because the day stretches out in front of us. But really, just talking to them about the things that we see around us in nature, going on mm-hmm. walks, reading good books, that's really uh, that's really what the preschool stuff is all about. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Have you ever considered having a separate morning time?
0: I don't think that I, in my homeschool, would have the ability to fit in a separate morning time unless it was later in the afternoon, just kind of when our main part of our school day was done. Mm -hmm. But even at that point, all the kids just want to go out and play or want to do something else. So trying to round them up is probably going to be too hard, Um, even for if I was just trying to round up the four-year-old and maybe the six-year-old, because she'd probably like it too. But what I have done recently is, um, I did this last year actually. Is I did just before our bigger morning time, our main morning time. I pulled aside the then five-year-old and the three-year-old, and I did a story or two. Like I think I was using My Book House and doing some nursery rhymes with the five-year-old, and the and the three-year-old would tag along and be a part of it. But really, that was it. I did that, and the James Harriet. Uh, the animal. Animal
1: treasury. Yes. Yes.
0: Yep. And I did that. And so I would do that with them first, and then I would bring everybody to the table and we would do the rest of our morning time. So it wasn't a full morning time with everything because then of course, if they wanted to participate in the other things we were doing, folk songs and our Spanish language songs and all those different little things we would do, they would come to the table and participate. But I did spend a little bit of time with them separately so that they were having something a
1: little more geared toward them. So that's how I did that without really doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've never really, um, mine were so close in age. I mean, there's only not even four years separating all of mine together. So we've, you know, that's never been a situation that we've had to do separate things, but I have heard from other moms, moms with a bigger spread. Where they have done the separate morning time, kind of like what you were saying, where, you know, if they have older kids who are a little more tending to sleep in and things like that, take the little ones first. Uh, You mentioned filling their cup earlier, Mm -hmm. doing a couple of things just for them. And I know there are a number of moms in our community who use our preschool morning time plans at separate times of the day just right for like a small, gentle little preschool experience just for their preschoolers and pull Mm -hmm. it apart separately. Yep. Oh, Yeah. I I think that 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 can definitely be something good. Let's talk about resources. So, what have been some of your favorite resources to use or uh, things to do with your preschoolers in morning time?
0: Well, over the years, I've I've used a couple of different things. One of them has been just the My Book House, the nursery rhyme that I think it's book one actually, and it just has little stories and nursery rhymes and folk tales from different countries and things like that. So, we've really loved that we've used the read aloud revival book lists religiously over the years. They have been one of my favorite, favorite resources. Like I said earlier, if you, you can teach anything with a good picture book, at least that's what I've learned over these last few years of homeschooling. And so if I want to teach anything and I don't already know a book offhand, I go there because she's got some great lists over there. And I know it's going to sound like I'm a plant, but you know, <laughs> preschool plans from your morning basket. That's where I started really. That's, that's how I began when I was first discovered morning time. I discovered it through your morning basket. That was well, before I worked here at your yeah, morning basket it was, yeah. and we were using those plans and they were my favorite resource because just like we say in the, in the beginning of them, you can use them as they're written or you can cross things off or you can replace things. And so uh, that was Though honestly, those are basically the main things that I went to. I've tried other little things over the years and nothing really sat as well or was as easy or simple to use as those, those resources. And then I was mentioning before also that we we are Charlotte Mason homeschoolers. And so we've used the book lists and the folk song lists and the hymn lists from our various curriculums. We've used different ones. We're currently with the Charlotte Mason Education Center or the CMEC. And so when I'm building out our morning time, I pull from those lists, whatever our common subjects are, our whatever artists we're studying, whatever composer we're studying and our folk songs and hymns and all of those things. I just pull straight from there and I build our, our morning time with those things. So, and then I, I do actually still go back to preschool plans from your morning basket and, the, and those book lists. And I will add things in from there that I think the kids would either really like or can fit into our school day. So those are at least right now, those are the biggest things that I,
1: that I glean from. Yeah, yeah. So you tickle me because I know that you let your four-year-old do chalk pastels. Oh
0: yes, yes. <laughs> that is another one of our favorite resources. I forgot about that one.
1: <laughs> yes, we
0: do. We do use the. Um, my kids love Nana. They yeah. call you know they call her Nana over at Chalk Pastels. I, I think it's what Hodgepodge. It's chalkpastel.com. Chalkpastels.com. Yeah. Yeah. And she, the kids, I will put him in front of of a video that I think he can manage on his own and I'll (laughs) let him go with the chalk pastels. And he's all about it. He loves doing chalk pastel things.
1: (laughs) I I envision you uh, in Southern California, like taking him outside and like hosing him down when he's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or something like I was, I was, uh, I was a little taken aback when Jeanette told me, yeah, I just turn him loose with the chalk pastels. That's how I keep him busy while I'm teaching. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would never do that. So <laughs> that's so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so much fun to hear you say that you're just like, you're just rolling with it. You're just letting him do it. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: It does mean I might have to stop and run him to the bathroom to wash his hands before he touches everything after, but you know,
1: (laughs) Yeah. well, honestly, like I didn't have, I mean, we didn't start doing morning time until Olivia was about seven years Mm -hmm. old. Um, And so I had seven, five and three when I first started. So our morning time at that point probably looked a lot like a preschool morning time, but Mm -hmm. alas, there were no plans written yet. Right, Darn it. <laughs> All the things I missed because we had to come along and make them later. Right. Um, but we, you know, we very much use lists and lists of picture books with ours, a lot of the five in a row and before five in a row lists of picture books. And then I had a little book called Slow and Steady, Get Me Ready. Mm. That was a little preschool oriented book full of little activities that you could do um, that I used for some of my preschool days as well. So uh, th- those are a couple of resources. And then my book house is fabulous. You mentioned it. I'm actually going to link to, um, I have a the ultimate guide to my book house on the mm. blog at pambarnhill.com, which just really uh, tells everybody about these wonderful books. And, you know, I would say they are in the public domain. Now you can get Mm -hmm. the oldest versions of them through Google on the public domain, which is fabulous. Um, So you can look those up there, but it There are people who find them in, um, they're no longer published. They stopped being published in the seventies, but there are people who sometimes find them at a yard sale or a library Mm -hmm. book sale or something like that. And, you know, I'll get emails from people who know that I wrote the post and they'll say, look at what I got for like all of them for $10. And I'm like, boy, that's a fine. What a dream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So those books and in the nursery is the little book for us the number one one book. Yeah. They're numbered like one to 10 or something like that Mm -hmm. in the nursery is the first one. And that's the one that's perfect for preschool.
0: Yep. That's the one we love that book.
1: Yeah. That's a great book. The the whole series is just absolutely wonderful. So Mm -hmm. yeah, love it. Well, Jeanette, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me about preschool today and how you use morning time uh, to build a preschool program for your family. Um, and how it works for you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was so fun to be on this side. Uh, yeah, it was lovely, lovely. So you guys be sure to go check out Jeanette at com and her podcast there. And every time you listen to your morning basket, she's here in spirit. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. And there you have it. Now, if you would like links to any of the resources that Jeanette and I chatted about today, you can find them on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. That's at PamBarnhill.com slash YMB110. Also on the show notes, we have included a link to our brand new Little Explorers program. We would love for you to check that out. And if you have any questions about it, email us at info at pambarnhill.com. We are so happy to answer any questions that you happen to have about it. Now, I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another great homeschooling interview. This one will be with Amy Sloan, all about how to do history in your homeschool without using a textbook. I think you're going to really enjoy this one. It gets to the heart of creating a wonderful, living, morning time history for your family. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Until then, keep seeking truth, goodness, and beauty in your homeschool day.